Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using promo code PHNX when you sign up. Get $200 in free bets if you place just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And they do. We're here on a Thursday. I'm sitting in studio. Britt's at home. We're just chilling. How you doing, Britt? Doing good. How are you doing, Shane? I'm all right. Uh, just a crazy day in the world of Arizona sports. Um, as I said, it's Thursday, November 4th. Um, yeah, uh, you do with that what you will. But we're here to talk about ASU basketball, men's and women's. Um, we'll touch on the scrimmage a bit um, and some of the... Uh, other things that are going around uh, ASU basketball in general, um, and then touch on some uh, ASU women's basketball practice that Britt was able to go out to on Tuesday. Um, or, was it, or was that yesterday? It was yesterday. Was it? it was All crazy. Breon January was there. She's just absolutely amazing. We talked about mm-hmm. it a little yesterday on the show about how she's getting her jersey retired. It's going to be hung from the rafters. So, yeah, actually, I know a lot of people uh, will argue that women's basketball is not that exciting. I'm probably one of the odd people that's so far on the other side of the fence that will argue against that. I, I love it. So, yeah, so, so do I. It's a, it, it's a different game, but it's it, it's it's just as entertaining. I mean, when you get special players out of the pack, I mean, you get them a lot. I mean, so Sabrina Unescu is one of the most fun, not just women's basketball players, but one of the most fun college basketball players and basketball players in general that I've ever got the pleasure to watch. Um, oh yeah stuff she did at Oregon was just so fun and she continues to kill it on the Liberty um so yeah why don't you why don't we start off with ASU women then um talk about the vibe at practice yesterday um and and all that well Charlie was not afraid to let her girls know uh that were on her B squad or her backup team uh I'm not real happy with what I'm seeing from you guys today I need you to step it up I need you to pick the intensity up I need you to put more effort in and I need you to focus um, you know, the, the, a team that she had going out with her starters, uh, you know, with, uh, Taya Hansen, um, male Giles, those girls all were, uh, picking things up a little bit more, uh, Jada Simmons, it was that B team. So she was pushing them a little bit more, encouraging them to be better. And it, you know, what I thought was actually huge was to see Taya Hansen step up and really try to, uh, push her teammates in terms of giving them encouragement, walking around, giving them high fives, that vocal leader just 
motivating them. I loved seeing that uh, out at the practice. Um, you know, Charlie seemed very energetic uh, with her team. She seemed happy with what they were doing. You know, she actually has a really, really good scout team that comes in. Uh, the guys that come in and work with the, uh, the girls to elevate their level of game. They're great. Um, you know, they worked on some really good drills yesterday in terms of rebounding and getting a playoff. Um, it was really just a great practice to watch and, and to watch them all come together. Now, she might argue and say uh, she didn't feel like it was their best practice, but collectively overall, I think from the outside looking in, there really weren't any glaring issues in terms of uh, girls on the team struggling or things that just weren't weren't working for them. Things were things were rolling. They seemed like they're back on track to go in the right direction. Yeah, and uh, for it's been a little longer for the women. Um, they haven't played at home in over 600 days, I think. Um, yeah, so, so the ladies have not played at home for 600, and it will be on Monday, 618 days since their last home tip-off, which was March 1st against Stanford. So, yeah, it's been quite some time. And, you know, there's actually only two girls on the team that – played in front of the home crowd last time they had a, a game at Desert Financial Arena. So really big difference. Yeah, well, just like the ASU men's, the women's team looks a lot different since the last time they played. You want to touch on some of the uh, some of the newcomers for this ASU women's hoops team and what, oh, they, yeah. what they're, they're going to bring? Well, I think anybody who was out at Mill Madness, or I'm sorry, as I keep getting this confused because of the Moonlit. whole terminology. Come on. Moonlit Madness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So for everyone who was out at Moonlit Madness, you definitely definitely saw Mayel Giles go off. And I mean, she looked phenomenal. She was one of those girls that was nailing shots from behind the arc. She uses her size well uh, to be able to box out and get rebounds. She's aggressive. She played four years in the Big Ten at Rutgers. Um, she helped take them to uh, their best NCAA appearance or uh, whatever you want to call it, since 2012. So, you know, she's really definitely going to be an impact player, and she's big. She's got – she's really, really great at tracking the ball. That's something I noticed yesterday in practice. And, Shane, you and I have talked about rebounding. It's not something that's, uh, you know – it's not something that just comes natural. It's something that you put effort into doing. For some people it comes natural, mm -hmm. but, you know, you have to focus on it. You have to put effort into it. And a lot of people who don't rebound well, it's just because they're not really trying. She actively tracks the ball, especially on her own shots. She'll track it and try to get her own rebound to put up a second chance shot or kick the ball back out to somebody else. So she is definitely somebody who you want to see uh, go off this year in her one year with the program because she is yeah. a grad student. Definitely. There's so many of those type of players on both teams, uh, fifth or even sixth year um, people on these teams that you know, it, it, it truly is like they're, they're, there's not going to be another um, year that they get. There's not going to be another pandemic. I, I, was, I was trying to stay away from that. Hopefully, cr cr cross my fingers, knock on some goddamn wood. Um, right. but, but there's not going to be um, another chance it looks like for them to come back. So this is truly there's no more graduate. There's there's no more extra year of eligibility. Uh, it's interesting how many of these players are getting their last chance and, and how many of them have really good personalities and and really uh, cool stories on how they ended up as a Sun Devil. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I feel like this is something that nobody's really talking about right now at the moment. Uh, look at how many players are either like fifth-year seniors slash sixth-year seniors or kids who are seniors 
or even juniors, and this is for all sports. I'm not even just talking basketball. We're talking football, baseball, every type of sport that there is out there. Then you think about them going on to the next level. So instead of just competing with the guys, a lot of times for football, right, um, basketball, you can go after your freshman year. A lot of kids go after that if they're actually going to go and enter the NBA draft. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. they wait a little bit, though. Yeah. But just think about the the intensity and the, the, um, the number of kids that are going to be entering um, or having those dreams or trying to make it have at the next level. Yeah. yeah. How much more competition you're going to have now just because of those extra years of eligibility. I think it's going to make stuff incredibly wild, but also what I was talking about is how much it's going to elevate that level of play this year. I think a lot of people are really surprised in terms of what they're seeing with NCAA football. You know, we talk about the PAC 12 eating itself and this is kind of unrelated. I have a feeling it's going to happen with basketball too, though, For but sure. We talk about the Pac-12 eating itself, and I think part of this comes down to how many kids um, are grad transfers or, you know, have moved from somewhere else, have extra eligibility, came back. I think that all factors into, especially this year, why you're seeing the absolute chaos. Yeah, um, and then another face to note, uh, not a new one, but uh, Jaden Simmons, both her parents, you know, uh, went to ASU. Her dad is in the history books as a legend of his own. Jason, uh, it's time with ASU football. Um, now uh, he's gone on to coach the Green Bay Packers, ninth season with the team now. Um, her brother is also an athlete, played football um, at New Mexico State. Uh, last year she averaged 10.8 points a game, becoming the first ASU freshman to average double figures since and scoring since Jill No in 2003. That is, that's an impressive mark for sure. Yeah. Um, so she, she had double figures 13 times last year. She's a player you're for sure going to want to watch. Um, She has the the ability to really be a huge impact for the team on the court. Um, And I think she's going to be an impact player for sure. Uh, Definitely an X factor for them. She brings a lot. She brings a lot. Um, You know, she has great handles. She's a great shooter. Um, I think that Coach Charlie said that she worked on improving, uh, you know, her – long range jumper. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how she ends up uh, playing this year. And I think fans are really going to enjoy watching her. She's somebody that they haven't had the chance to see yet. And I think it's something that is going to help her come into her own more with that fan energy too. Yeah. She had some really big games last year, including the win over USC. Um, She's the, she became the first AC freshman to score 20 points or more since diamond Simon scored 24 um, in 2007, she was also named the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, um, or Freshman of the Week, sorry, Pac-12 Freshman of the Week, right after they beat uh, U of A last year. Um, so big things uh, in the future for her, for sure. Another thing I want to touch on from ASU women's basketball practice that we got to see um, before we move on to talking about Brian or Brian January uh, and how she was able to be at practice yesterday, um, Jade Van Hefty. Heift, I can't say her last name. I always you can't say a lot of last names. It's okay. It's very confusing. Anyways, <laughs> Jade and not Jade Lavelle. I am not a hundred percent sure if she is going to be starting um, or playing in the game next week yet. But she was out there in practice and she was out there moving around. You know, she it was a really really big loss for the team last year because she only got to play in the first game of the season before she went down with a knee injury and then was out the rest of the year. She really was huge in the paint in terms of helping get them uh, opportunities for second chance points. Now, of course, you pair her with Mayo Giles, and I think that that just unlocks a whole new world for them in terms of uh, 
their their scoring ability and really just uh, opening up their offensive um, potential when they're out there. But focusing on her, you know, I think that she's somebody who's going to be a huge impact that people might not necessarily be thinking of because they didn't see her very, they didn't see her at all really last year. Yeah, definitely. I'm just excited to not only cover um, ASU basketball as a whole, but specifically this women's team, because you, we, we could have looked at the roster right now and it could have been just a bunch of walk-ons and I'd still have confidence because of what Turner Thorne does. I mean, Charlie Turner Thorne has been here for so long and she just embodies what it means to be a competitor. Uh, she's such a great interview. One of my favorite people to talk to. Um, and it, uh, whenever she's at the helm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for whatever team she coaches and, and the fact that it's the Sun Devil team that we get to go ahead and watch every night, um, it, 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 it brings me joy, to say the least. Well, you mentioned about her, uh, you know, just being a great interview. Something that I think really stuck out to me yesterday when she was walking out of the media room, and this is not something that I've ever had uh, happen to me before, but I've never really been to a in-person Charlie Turner Thorne press conference. Mm-hmm. Um as she was walking out of the room, she said thank you, like a general thank you to everybody and kind of waved, but she touched me on the shoulder and said thank you to me and looked me in the eyes. And um, I don't know why it happened to me or how or if it was just <laughs> coincidental, but it was one of those things that just, you know, really made you feel special. Like the girls really, truly appreciate the fact that people are paying attention now to what yeah. they're doing. Um, and I think that that has a lot to do with sports betting. And that's something I'd like to kind of sit down and talk with her about if she thinks sports betting has had any sort of impact or if it will have more of an impact on uh, women's college basketball going forward. Yeah. Did you get, did you get any butterflies? No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, a little bit. You caught me. <laughs> um, well, before we switch gears, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell the people about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app, and it, it's going to be there for a while. Um, it's legal in Arizona. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. And if you sign up right now and use that promo code PHNX when you sign up, you can get $200 in free bets if you place just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And they do. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on the Colts' money line tonight against the Jets. But Mike White is kind of tearing it up for them, so you never know. Um it, it, it's a it's a fun time. Uh, I, I I just really enjoy betting college basketball in general. Um, it's it's so fun to bet on. I've touched a couple times in the show about betting on the under and really bad games, um, like small conference games, like the MAC where our man Marion Jackson came from, mm-hmm. and just hoping for people to miss threes because obviously the competition isn't as high as it is at the next level in the NBA. Um, so it's just a fun time to. Um, be able to gamble in Arizona, especially with these teams. That's 21 plus Arizona only uh, gambling problem called 1 800 next step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Well, we talked ASU women's basketball practice. Why don't we talk ASU men's basketball scrimmage against St. Catherine? Kind of, we touched on it a little bit, but give, give the people the general vibe of what it was like being at that game. Um, ASU was putting effort forward, um, but you could tell that they weren't harping on the mistakes that they had made because, yeah, there were still some issues with passing. 
Um, a couple little issues with miscommunications and some miscues, some turnovers, but nothing really glaring. What I do have to say, though, and I mentioned this yesterday, that the communication from this team was so much improved from last year. You love to see it. You love to see it, Sun Devil fans. You're going to mm-hmm. be looking forward to seeing this team take the court next week. And, you know, it is a doubleheader with the ladies and the men. So get out there a little bit early. Check out the end of that women's game if you're not going to have enough time to see the whole thing. But, you know, yeah, that scrimmage, it they, it was really a cakewalk. I mean, defensively, they looked good. They were getting easy easy turnovers, easy pass breakups. Um, they were able to snag a, quite a few rebounds. Uh, Enoch looked great. You can I, I, you get his last name. I'm not a pronunciation person. I think it's Boake. Okay, I, I'm, I will get clarification. You rattled it off the that. other day so confidently that I was like, "Oh, he knows, he knows it." <laughs> well, I, I mean, wh- when I order a sandwich from Jimmy John's, I sound the exact same as pronouncing a foreign name. Uh, you fake it till you make it, baby. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <clears throat> not really sure how you pronounce his last name, but he looked great. You know, just the presence of having two actual bigs is going to be huge for ASU basketball, and you already could see it in the scrimmage. Now I do want to point out DJ Horn. Nobody has really mentioned him as being a player that they're super excited to see this season, but he was the one who kicked the offense into gear the other night. They put up quite a few really poor shots at the beginning of the game, trying to get the offense rolling and trying to get shots falling. And it wasn't until DJ Horn was able to snag an offensive rebound and kick the ball back out, you know, and kind of, they were able to set a play up that he was able to fire off a shot that actually fell and really get things going. And from there, they were able to kind of jump out to a very nice lead um, and really run away with the game. But DJ DJ Horn was the one who put them on the board. I was super um, – I don't want to say super surprised, but I was intrigued with the way that uh, both Jay Heath and uh, – who is the other player? I'm sorry. Let me look at the uh, – roster right now Jay Heath though he looked great out there um you know didn't expect to see as much from him as we did mm-hmm. uh also can we call Bobby Hurley can we give him like the nickname of like Lil Bob because it's gonna really confuse me saying Bobby Hurley and Bobby Hurley what and, about um can we call him Robert I mean <laughs> sure <laughs> Robert Lil Bob Robert <laughs> Uh, we'll ask him what he wants to be called. Okay. Well, for now I'm gonna call him like Lil Dog. Let's call him Lil Dog. Um, so Lil Dog was out there saucing it up, just <laughs> just like his dad. All the assists, right? Um, you know, so that was great to see. Uh, it was just you know you got to see a lot of those kids that wouldn't have gotten to play otherwise. And you know, Jay Heath was a kid who transferred from Boston College, so it's not like he doesn't have experience playing at the next level. So I'm not necessarily surprised to see what he was was able to do. Um, just a, a kind of a player who flew under the radar in terms of coming here with a lot of the other transfers that came and also Justin Rochlin, he's a true freshman. Welcome to college, buddy. I mean, he was a three-star prospect who had a, some pretty big offers from schools like Washington, Oregon state, TCU, mm-hmm. Florida, but, uh, you know, he was out there and he hit some pretty big shots too in the scrimmage. Boake. Boake. That's, that's my final answer. Boake. Okay. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Um, no, yeah. He, the, the, <laughs> that was I'm out like, of nowhere, but all right, I I'm, like lo- I'm looking at Britt's face right now. Uh, obviously, this is audio only. <laughs> Mid sentence, she's just like the most uh, the most concerned. She thought I was having a stroke, maybe. Was it what? Um, 
<laughs> oh no, yeah. They, as we mentioned, there are just so many faces that um, are new to Sun Devils fans that will bring you the best coverage of um, coming up. And yeah, the, the, but besides, aside from the vibe and the energy that um, obviously was displayed, it's good that they got up for a St. Catherine scrimmage, uh, scoring in triple digits. But from a, a team standpoint, cohesiveness, did, did did you feel like this team was more put together than it has been in the past, even though yes. it's just the first week of us seeing them play? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. I felt like uh, there just was so much more communication on the court. They they truly looked like a team out there. They looked like they were working as a team. It wasn't so much of, I'm going to, like, it's the me show. And I felt like we saw that a little bit last year with players trying to dominate and, and really kind of take over in terms of uh, the minutes and the points or whatever. I, I didn't feel like anybody was out there playing for stats at that game, um, mm-hmm. except maybe maybe Lil Dog because he was out there trying to get all the assists. But other than that, I didn't feel like anyone was out there playing for stats because, um, you know, everyone was just out there. They looked like they were having a good time. They looked like they were just happy to be back in front of, even though it was a small crowd, a crowd. Um, they looked like they were happy to be playing. They looked like they enjoyed themselves. Uh, they started to let loose a little bit more towards the end. We saw a bunch of dunks that they started unleashing around that point in time. So, yeah, it was good to see it. Yeah, the one thing I'm curious about, um, obviously we don't really know rotation-wise what this team's going to look like. Um, we'll know more when they play their first couple of games. I wonder if they ever go to a too big look with Jalen Graham and Enoch um, at the same time, because um, that's something that typically ASU hasn't done. Um, obviously, we saw it with USC and the Mobley brothers last year. Um, mm-hmm. You see with Oregon sometimes. Uh, Stanford does that. Um and that's just something that I would I would like to see a little change of pace. I know it's guard you and all, but it's kind of straying away from that. This is a this is a way taller team than ASU fans have been treated to in the past. Um, yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting. I just don't know what this lineup is going to look like. Maybe uh, in the practices moving forward before the games, we'll get a better idea on who's going to start, um, wh- what well, role is going to be whose, and all that. I also want to point out Alonzo Gaffney. Mm-hmm. He's a really big guy to have on the wing. Yeah. And he's also going to open up a lot of availability and a lot more uh, opportunity for the Sun Devil offense, too, when it comes to, uh, you know, what they're able to do out there. So, Well, well here, here's the thing. that This is going to be what I would assume at least the front court or the back court. I always get those two mixed up. The front court. The 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 two bigs or the, the, the five and the four is going to either be – um, somehow if Enoch beats out Jalen Graham, it's going to be one of those two at the five. Uh, then Kamani or Marcus will have to play the four, and then the other one will probably play the three. I don't see either of those two coming off the bench, and one of the guys is going to have to play the big. It's going I to be see Marcus lineup. Bradley playing the four. Yeah, yeah. Because they talked about that at the beginning of the year. Uh, at the one practice we did get to go to earlier this year, where Bobby Hurley had uh, media availability afterwards, he did mention that he was more excited to see Marcus Bagley play more of the traditional four role this year because of, uh, you know, the players that they were able to bring in in the offseason. So that's going to be big. Yeah, I'd like to see him more at the three, but that's just me being a, a fan of three balls. I like I like, I like like when players shoot the ball from behind the arc, as the kids say. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing Mar- <laughs> I really enjoyed seeing Marcus Bagley in his element. Um, last year, uh, posting up in the corner um, and, and and really waiting uh, for his uh, opportunity to to just shoot the shit out of the ball because, frankly, he does that really well. Uh, so moving forward, we will know 
Uh, more obviously before the first tip um, on Tuesday. Uh, as I said, we'll be coming to you live after pretty much every ASU basketball game, I would assume. Um, yeah, well, just- we're set right now to go live after uh, next Tuesday and Thursday's basketball game. Also going to be live after next Saturday's away game at Washington and, for football. So and we'll be we live a lot on of Monday. Content coming yeah. up for you. Yep. We know the fans love the post games. As do we. We have a lot of fun getting to discuss it and break sometimes, it down. Sometimes we do. And then sometimes it's a noon Washington State game that lasts four fucking hours and then and I'm in pain. So I still you know what? I still enjoy it because it's therapy. It is therapeutic yeah. to get in there and let it out. Exactly. And you guys can do that as well. We've gotten some really fun engagement in the chats. Um, some of my favorite post game, my favorite post game was the uh, loss against uh, uh, BYU because of how angry people were in the chat. Um, and it was really yeah, just to record that one in studio. That was also awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to be a part of the chat or you just want to be a part of the family, go ahead and go over to gophnx.com and join the family that we're creating here. It's really fun to be an ASU fan, um, with us. And it's really fun to just be a fan of Arizona sports in general with us. Um, you can go over to gophnx.com and get your first month for just 50 cents if you want to try it out. Um, or you can get an annual membership, um, for just under 60 bucks and you get a free t-shirt with that. And also not only do you get access to the members only discord, you get access to all of our beautiful written content by Brittany herself, by Gerald Borgay for the Suns, um, and all of our other coverage. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and go over to GoPHNX and uh, join. Britt, anything else before we get on out of here? Uh, just a couple of notes to bounce off what you just said about GoPHNX. The volleyball story I had been discussing on yesterday's podcast mm-hmm. is officially up. It went up. Before I actually posted yesterday's podcast, I posted my volleyball story because I got the okay, it was good. Sent that out. Next up on the list, uh, going to be working on a well, we got the Pac 12 pick of the week that we're going to publish tomorrow. We also, I'm going to be working on a Sun Devils uh, swim story, going to be going out to uh, the meet against USC on Saturday before football takes on USC at night. Come find me around campus. Tweet at me if you don't know where I'm at because I'm going to be doing man on the street stuff. So if you're interested Woo. in getting on the show, um, you have something you want to say, you have a hot take, come find me. Let's get something recorded. We'll work something out. Um, last and final departing thought. Like I said, doubleheader on Monday – or I'm sorry, on Tuesday with ASU men's and women's basketball. We're going to be coming to you live after, breaking it all down. Don't miss it. And don't miss tomorrow's show. It's going to be awesome. We're going to miss you, Shane. I know you're going to be doing Cardinal stuff, but we'll miss you still anyways. <laughs> yeah, um, I will be out. Uh, at Christian Kirk is signing autographs at a um, at a trading card store, and we'll be going live from there for the PHNX Cardinals show. So I'll be producing that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be in studio. Before we get out of here, I'm going to leave the viewers and Brittany, you, with a joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Um. Who the fuck actually knows? Because. All right. Um, thanks for joining us on the PHNX Sun Devils audio only podcast show. That was weird. Thanks for joining us on the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. Um, you can follow me at Shane D. If you can follow Brittany at B-Boyer, you can follow B-Boyer 07. You can follow the PHNX underscore Sun Devils podcast page. I'm, I'm, I've been here. PHNX I've been here since 9 a.m. I've been here. I know that one. That's the one I know. I don't know my own Twitter handle. You can follow our PHNX Sun Devils account on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow PHNX Sports at PHNX underscore Sports across all social medias. And we will be back 
tomorrow live at 5 p.m. Well, Brittany will be here um, for a live show. Thanks for joining us today and peace.